Welcome to the Low Carb Island Podcast with your hosts Derek Smith and Tulane Feeney answering all your questions about a low-carb, high-fat lifestyle. And welcome to episode number one of the Low Carb Island Podcast. I'm Derek. I'm Tulane. And we're stoked to have you guys here on the show with us today. Episode one, and later on we'll be interviewing Jimmy Moore. I know. One of my heroes in low-carb, high-fat. Derek has a man crush. Oh, shh, don't tell him my secrets. Yeah, it was about 13 months ago, actually, I decided to start a low-carb, high-fat lifestyle. And that was after a few months of actually fairly intensive research into various diets, ways of eating, um, some of which are just bonkers. Some of them make some sense and have some principles that have actually carried over, like intermittent fasting yes, and things like that. But yeah, after a lot of research, I decided to do a low-carb, high-fat lifestyle, and that was 30th of December, 2013, I started. I remember it well. I was... Over 143 kilograms back in December that year. You were. Very chub cute. You were a chubby chaser back then. I was. And uh, yeah, so I started low carb, high fat and fast forward 13 months, down over 40 kilograms. You joined me on my journey. How much have you lost, Elaine? I've lost 71 kilos. That's right. Anything else changed through this lifestyle for us? We have grown. We have grown as people. We've got a growth. Oh, we have, you have a growth. I have a growth. You have something developing down in the womb in region. In the womb. We are having a baby. That's it. And that's, I'm attributing that to low carb, high fat as well. 100%. We tried for years. I wasn't even ovulating. No. It was major health complications. Uh, your diabetes. That impacted it. My all weight. Sorts of things. I was yeah. 169 kilos. There's no way my body was going to let me try and get through a pregnancy. No, that's it. Just out of you know self-defense, I think. Yeah. But yeah, we started low carb, high fat. Tulane, you started a little bit later than me, but I did. Then... I rebelled. I was not impressed when Derek started. No, I was very bitter. A little uh, bit defiant. I, I was, yeah, just a tad. Yeah. I liked my baked goods. Yeah, and I liked my bacon goods. Yeah, I wasn't so much of a fan. But you saw, you saw some mood changes in me. More than the weight loss, I think you sort of noticed. That was my biggest thing that I picked up on. Uh, Derek had been what I refer to as a grumpy old man. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And it had impacted us as a family. <laughs> and then he started eating bacon and eggs and he decided the world was great. It yeah. was rainbows. I had energy. You did. And happiness. Yeah, you wanted and to go to the beach. Yeah. I wasn't impressed with that. I was like that classic guy on those dating sites. He likes walks on the beach. He was. Sunset. Not so much the pina coladas. No, because they're full of carbs. True. But vodka, lime and soda, bring that on. He, Yeah. So, yeah, that's a little bit of our story in a nutshell. In a nutshell. In a low-carb, high-fat nutshell. Macadamia one. Yeah. And uh, you can read the rest of our story on lowcarbisland.com. You can. They've got it both our personal stories there, also our philosophy, the way we follow low-carb, high-fat. The KISS method. The KISS method. Keep it simple. Sweetheart. Sweetie. That's it. You know, this lifestyle isn't tricky. It's not complicated. You don't, it's as complicated as you want to make it really. The only complication I get is how complicated people seem to find it. Yeah. When we try to explain it. It's as simple as it comes. I'm, I'm pretty simple. And the clue (laughs) is in the title, you know, low carb. High fat. That's it. Eat some butter. Go with that. Eat some bacon. Don't eat bread. Get your carbs from the veggies. You do from your veggie. Lots of leafy greens. Leafy greens, they're full of nutrients. But you know, fat is one of the ways that our bodies actually can absorb the nutrients. People doing low carb, uh, sorry, high carb, low fat diets, thinking they're getting all these nutrients, their bodies can't even absorb them because they don't have that fat there. It's true. But anyway, we've got Jimmy Moore waiting to have a chat. 
I'm so nervous. Are you? A little bit nervous. You'll be good. You'll be good. Hey, Jimmy Moore, welcome to the show today. Thank you for joining us on our first ever podcast. Hi, Jimmy. Hey, guys. What's up? How are you? Hey, we're uh, we're thrilled to talk to you again. We saw you at Low Carb Down Under in Brisbane back in November. Yeah. And, and caught up with you there over lunch. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. We've got a lot of excited listeners out there waiting with some questions, and and we've got a lot of questions of our own for you. Oh, I'm already missing Australia, man. I wish I was back there. Uh, we'll have to send you over a box of avocados, I think. There you go. That'd be great. Yeah. With some macadamia nuts. That's it. Yeah, we're spoiled down here. Yeah, we've got the, yes, you are. the good stuff here. We do. And the double cream. Oh, that's oh, my favorite. Oh, yeah. What is, here's one question that a lot of people ask. What is the American equivalent of double cream? There is no American equivalent of double cream. That's the right. There isn't. Yeah. We get the arsa all the, the, the closest time. thing we have is like a Greek yogurt um, right. okay. would have the same kind of thickness as a double cream. But of course, then you get the yogurt, but it's not near as fatty. You know, what I'm looking for when I'm consuming food is foods that will be nourishing. And the more fat that's in a food, the more nourishing it'll be. That's why double cream is so amazing in European countries and Australia, New Zealand. But unfortunately, in America, there is no such thing as double cream. In fact, when I got back from Australia, I was so pining for for some double cream that I went on Amazon.com to try to find a place maybe that was like a British import place to bring some in. It wasn't even close to being the same. Now, I do know there was an Amish farmer who saw me gushing over your double cream in Australia. (laughs) He's like... I will send you some and I will specifically, you know, make it double cream just for you. But it's not something, unfortunately, that is kind of in demand in America. Wow. We're trying to change that. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's like <laughs> we 50%. get a lot of our fat from our double yeah. cream. That's it. In, oh, in our man. Tea and you could cover up some some berries put you know cover up some berries with that stuff oh, and yeah. it lowers that glycemic uh uh load of of those berries yeah that's it cover it up that's it yep, even so. even if we're going to have yogurt you know which is is good but not necessarily super high fat we'll put a little right. a little bit of yogurt for the tang but a heap of double cream it's just great absolutely yeah, with well, a few berries yeah, we could dream about double cream all day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but there might be a couple of people in our listening audience who don't know your story. Jimmy, would you mind sharing a bit of your backstory from, you know, back from January 2004, where you started on this journey and how you've progressed? Absolutely. So it was in the fall of 2003. I had, you know, everybody's like, what was the epiphany moment that made you change your life? And you know, the unfortunate thing is it's not always just one moment. Sometimes it's a series of moments. And for me, it was, I was a substitute teacher in that fall of 2003. And I remember being a substitute teacher. I, I think I told this story in, in Brisbane, but uh, I was writing on the wall, uh, the chalkboard, you know, what the particular lesson was for that day. And some yeah. kid in the back says, man, Mr. Moore's really fat. Yeah. Wow. Ouch. Yeah. And I remember that. And it, it was a pretty indelible moment uh, in my life. Um, and I realized, yeah, you know, kid, uh, I am. And mm. and it kind of woke me up a little bit at that point. But it wasn't the only thing. I also had an experience where we were at this carnival and I was trying to climb this rock wall. I was watching all these kids and adults alike kind of going up and down like Spider-Man of this rock wall. Yeah. I'm like, well, I could do that. And I had this kind of cognitive dissonance of where I was uh, versus where I thought I was. Mm -hmm. And so I tried doing it and I obviously could not do it 
at 410 pounds over 200 kilo, wow. uh, 190 kilo. And so it was really, really bad. And fortuitously for Christmas that year of 2003, I got a book, right. a, a weight loss book, a, a diet book from my mother-in-law. Ah, <laughs> oh, happy, thanks, happy Christmas. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. But you know, she had done that every year. Right. She was, uh, you know, Concerned, obviously, for her uh, daughter Christine, who you met in in Brisbane. Yes. Yeah, uh, lovely you know, lady. And, oh, lovely lady. Yes, I'll, I'll tell her that. Christine, you're a lovely lady. She was great. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so her mom gave me Dr. Rackin's New Diet Revolution. Now she'd given me Dr. Phil's book one year, and the Weight Watchers, and all these different kinds of books that are diet related over the years. But for some reason, uh, all of those ones previous to this one were all predicated on low fat, low calorie, exercise till you drop, all of those kinds of conventional wisdom, which we all know don't work for everybody. No. Definitely There's not. Probably, I, I think maybe 20% of the population could probably do okay on that kind of a diet. The unfortunate thing is most of us are walking around, as I was at that time and still am today, uh, significantly insulin resistant, um, with a lot of metabolic issues that a low carb, high fat diet can help with. So here I was reading this book, Dr. Atkins' New Diet Revolution, and reading about eating more carbohydrate or more uh, fat in mm. your diet. Yeah. And less carbohydrate in your diet. And I thought this guy was whacked out yeah. of his mind. It's, it's a total paradigm shift compared to what we're brought up with, with the standard Australian or the standard American diet. Totally, yeah. totally. And so it, it really rocked me to the core of everything I believed. And I think when I started it on January 1st, 2004, even I didn't fully believe that this was actually going to work and, and do anything. But my frustration level with having been obese for much of my life um, was at, at, at probably an all-time high. I was just frustrated. Something had to give. Something was going on where if low fat was the only answer, I would rather be fat and and eat what I want yep. than to be miserable eating a low fat diet. So here was this new diet that kind of came along and said, hey, uh, you'll lose weight. And of course, I, I later found out you not only just lose weight, you also improve so many cardio metabolic health markers. Yeah, uh, It's not even funny. There's so many great improvements that happen when you go on a low carb, high fat diet. So there I went January 1st, 2004, started this bad boy. First few days were murder. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I, I know why now. And I explained it in my, in my talk in Brisbane, yes. but you know, the, that keto flu, you really got to do cer certain things to ward that off. And, uh, I did not, right. and I felt the effects of it. But once I got beyond some of that initial pain, it was spectacular. It was really unbelievable. And the, the weight obviously started shedding off pretty darn quickly. I lost a total of about 13 kilo the first month. Wow. Uh, the second month, another about 17 kilo. By the end of 100 days, it was 100 pounds gone. So I said about 45 kilo. Yeah. And it was at that point I realized this is more than just a diet. Yeah, that's this it. is this is something pretty special, and I'm I'm onto something here. Mm. And you know, while I initially focused almost exclusively on the weight loss because that was the prescient problem at the time, 
I have since learned and, and totally try to communicate in all of my work now, this is so much more than weight loss. This is total health we're talking about here. And improving your total health means lowering your blood sugar, lowering your inflammation, lowering all of these you know, really bad things that happen that make disease take place in the body. And I was getting better. I was on three prescription medications uh, before starting this, and within nine months was off of all those medications, have not taken a medication since. That's fantastic. Um, it, it really changed my life forever. At the end of that year, I did end up losing a total of 180 pounds, which is about, what, about 82 or 3 yeah, kilo. Yeah. Pretty significant, and it obviously catapulted me to the point that now you know who I am in 2015. So. Yeah. Yeah, I feel, mine's very similar, actually. I, I relate a lot to your story. I I sort of went into this. I had no scientific facts behind it. I just knew Derek yep. had started it. I knew I was I was 169 kilos, and it, wow. as a female, it's it can be – a bit and, daunting, and but I did. I did. I had. Well. I had the diabetes, insulin resistance. I have. You can tick off all the things that we say for this diet. <laughs> the the little yep. the little blood glucose testers, Tulane would regularly do the blood prick test, and the machine would just say error. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah. you know oh wow. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was I was running over. on sugar. As my, I'm pretty much a prime example of that yeah, one. Regularly over. Danger. Danger. Yeah. Danger. Yeah. Yeah. Enter yeah. the hospital. That's it. <laughs> but um, I could relate. People always ask me. We're we're getting our our sort of followers, the people who follow our journey now. And the biggest question yeah. is what, you know, what was that moment? And I remember hearing hearing you speak about that story and I was like, I have none. I, I say now I started with an egg. Like <laughs> Derek just <laughs> asked us to try and save some money for me to ease off the takeaway. So <laughs> yeah. I had no knowledge. All the health things that came from it fell into place for me after the weight loss. It was sort of, that was my initial goal. That was my initial I have to fix this bit because I wasn't able to move. I wasn't able to do anything. But if someone had said right. to me, uh, you have to diet, I would have shut down. I was at that point, I found it impossible. So I was the same. I was like, I, if that's if I'm going to be fat and unhealthy but be able to eat, I would have kept going the way I was going. And only because it was so simple. And then after the fact is when I learned all the health benefits. I generally just sort of jumped on the train because Derek had. Yeah. Um and went from there. And so that's it. It, it is at, at the at the foundation of it. It is a really simple, straightforward principle um, and lifestyle. I don't like to call it a diet, but it's a simple lifestyle. You can, as you get into it, tweak things. But to start, you don't really have to overthink it. You eat low carb, you know, minimal protein, but slightly more than carb, obviously, and high quality fats. Yeah, I think I think starting out, yeah, you're you're exactly right. You definitely just want to get the ball rolling. Yeah, and I think for a lot of people making that significant drop. And I, I can tell you for me, I was consuming 16 cans of Coca-Cola a day, going wow. to Maccas and getting, you know, Big Macs with supersized fries. Yep. I can relate. Almost all the time. I'm, I'm sure you guys can relate. Definitely can. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, eating big, big boxes of these snack cakes. And it's really easy to consume a whole lot of carbs mm. or crappy, crappy carbs, as I like to call yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I was probably doing 1500 to 2000 grams of carbohydrate every single day. Yeah. 
And suddenly, when I started low carb, high fat, I went to twenty. Yeah, wow. it, so I from found that too. almost two thousand to twenty is a pretty significant drop. Yeah, it sure is. It is. I was constantly eating. Like I, it was a constant thing. If if I was to work out what I used to eat now, I sort of sit there and I go, "You just can't do it when you live this lifestyle. Your body doesn't let you because you you feel satiated. It's, you, it's yeah, amazing. and you don't need to you don't need it. to yeah, like. Yeah. I, and I very much call myself a food addict. I'd say I would if I was to go back to eating carbs or try and introduce um, potatoes as such, it will instantly, it sets it off for me. I go straight into that mindset where it's just not enough. I don't feel satisfied. So, yeah, it 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 was a shock for me. I never thought it would be as easy as it is. And the health benefits were on the sideline. Now that I'm the same as you, that's my focus point. That's a bit I keep trying to get across to people. That, that's the thing I tell a lot of people who message us and say, you know, I've been doing it for three months and I've only lost eight kilograms. And I'm like, only? Yeah. But um, I say, you know, focus on the health because there's so many health benefits. In fact, I can't think of anything in my life, any area that hasn't been improved by eating this way. And the weight loss is a side effect of the optimum health that this lifestyle brings. Yeah, I think the quicker you get to that mentality, I think the more sane you stay yeah. while you yeah. do this. Because, you know, I'm not the perfect way I want to be, mm. but I really don't care. Right. Uh, I'm because the same. my health markers are all spectacular. Exactly. You know, you look at blood sugar control, you look at in- fasting insulin levels, you looked at you look at this key inflammation marker in the body called C-reactive protein, you know, and you look at all these particular health markers that Unfortunately, the mainstream medicine is not talking about. Yes. And yet, if you focus on those things and get them in order, who cares what your weight is? Okay, yeah, for vanity's sake, maybe. But from a health perspective, it's really not as important as the biggest loser in some of these other mainstream, um, I guess, health-type programs yeah. would have you to believe. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, Jimmy, you mentioned before that you used to eat a lot of McDonald's. Um, uh, oh, yeah. as well as Coca-Cola and that. But the people that are new to this whole concept would think, hey, McDonald's, that's a high-fat food. Is that the kind of stuff we're at? But we're not talking about <laughs> modified hydrogenated trans fats and, and rubbish, are we? We're talking quality fats. Right. So that that's one of the challenges when you start talking low-carb, high-fat. You have to qualify what you mean. So low-carb, we're basically maintaining our carbohydrate sources coming from mostly green leafy vegetables. Um, and of course, avocados do have some carbohydrates in them. And yes, you do need to count those. Um you know, and that's what we're talking about with with the carb sources. Now, with the fat sources, we're focusing mainly on the saturated fats and the monounsaturated fats. So, right. saturated fats tend to be butter and coconut oil and lard and tallow and full fat meats and cheeses and double cream. Oh, yeah. You know, all of those are really sources of great saturated fat. And then a monounsaturated fat is the avocados, the olive oil, um, the macadamia nut oil. All of those have really great mono unsaturated fats and of course the omega-3 fats from fish oil also get in there as well so yeah we're not talking about the what you might have heard from uh, the australian heart foundation the tick program any food that has a tick on it don't buy that no No, that's it no that 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 petition that jesse in brisbane's uh, running is just fantastic because there's so much misinformation out there from you know quote-unquote respected health authorities and the right. stuff they're advising people has caused our nation to become one of the most obese in the world. And, and you know, chronic diabetes and heart disease and stroke and so many other things associated. It's just atrocious, really. They can get away with some of the advice they give. 
Well, and there's a very simple reason why they think uh, vegetable oils, the omega-6 rich oils, are heart healthy. There's one big reason. I talked about this in my in my uh, cholesterol clarity talk in Brisbane. Yeah. Uh, but but the the big reason is it lowers LDL. Yes. And so people say, oh, well, the LDL goes down, so that must be a great thing for your cardiovascular risk. Well, what people don't realize is there's not just one LDL. Right. There's primarily two LDLs. So you've got the small, dense LDL particles. Those are the truly dangerous kind that can penetrate the arterial wall. And then you have the large, fluffy kind. Well, guess when you eat a low-carb, high-fat, ketogenic <laughs> diet? Guess what kinds you have predominantly? It's yep, the large, fluffy. Fluffies. And that's what we want. And it's benign. That's and it. that's what you want. That's exactly right. So when you consume vegetable oils, guess what they do? They take away the large fluffy kind, so it lowers your LDL number, yes. but then it leaves behind and it oxidizes or rusts those small dense kind, and you're left with this highly, highly uh, atherogenic LDL particle that makes you more unhealthy in your heart Wow. Than healthy, so it's it's really scary yeah. how they get away with this. They they're able to. <sighs> it, it frustrates the crap out of me. Yeah, <laughs> and people are operating under this false illusion that they're they're being healthy, uh, eating these seed yeah. oils because their overall number has dropped. But it's just from uneducated, you know, or uninformed physicians giving this advice. Well, and unfortunately, and I have a lot of sympathy for physicians mm. uh, because they're merely going on what they were taught. Yeah. yeah. And and they're trusting that the United States Department of Agriculture putting out these dietary guidelines and it's parroted by every single guidelines around the world, yes. including Australia. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're trusting that those have been vetted. And unfortunately, they don't see that there are lots of special interests at play there. And, um, and that's unfortunate. And I, I do see a lot of, especially the younger generation of doctors are coming up. Um, they're, they're calling BS on this. Yeah. They're getting the yeah. education in the pharmacological and the physiological, but they're on their own learning about the nutritional component. It was really kind of gratifying during the low carb down under tour to meet a lot of those, yes. uh, young physicians and dietitians and different ones that are really becoming convinced, Hey, there's more to this story than what we've been taught in our education. Yeah. yeah our doctors have actually been, um, they've been highly interested. I think our blood test results coming through to them, They've they've got questions for us every time we go in, and it's it's instantly opens it up for us as well because we we sort of we're learning what they're told. They spend no time on nutrition when they're studying, yeah. and yeah. it's yeah you don't realize you make a lot of assumptions. We don't educate our ourselves because Tulane's blood sugars. Uh, I think you measure it slightly different in America, but hers were constantly over thirty. Average, um, average, yeah, average. Ooh. That yeah. was my average. I don't, oh. I don't know what that works. Out and that was America. on. It's... That was on Bayetta yeah. and metformin. Yeah, um, that was medicated. Yeah. That on was my high. Drugs. And now, now normal in American terms, nor, uh, normal. The the translation back to Australia would be four. Yeah, right. well, yeah. That's... So you were almost eight times the amount of what's normal. Yeah. So I'm trying to do. Eight times you'd be six hundred and fifty in American terms, yeah. which is just off the charts. It was it was actually off the charts. The hospital in the end didn't. Know, I was on a drip constantly. They would put yeah. me in. It was it was full on. The average now is four point 
my average is 4.5 4. 4. 4. 4. on Friday. Wow. They so got my three-month yeah. average. And that's unmedicated, I'd like to put it out there. I'm that's diet controlled. Awesome. Yeah. So That's really, really it, awesome. That's for not – like to me, that was just – So our physician's actually referring people to us, uh, which is crazy. Yeah, we're getting a lot the, – the, our local pharmacist actually yeah. has reached out to and asked me about doing a talk, which is just mind-blowing. It shows we're, we're in a lovely town where people yeah. are, are open-minded, obviously. Um, and wanting to learn. It seems that that's what's out there at the moment. People are actually getting to the point where they want to learn themselves. They yeah, want to see yep. see the real stories behind it, not just the sort of doctors letting them know what they should be doing, but the results are saying a total opposite. Yep, that's so good. Hey, Jimmy, we're going to have to end the program there. Uh, that's gone super quick, and we're delighted that you've agreed to come back in a couple of weeks and chat a little bit further. We're actually then going to delve into nutritional ketosis and just go a little bit further than we did today. But can you let us know, you've got a great book, Keto Clarity, that outlines some of that stuff for people that want to get their head around it before that next podcast comes out. Could you let us know where we can get a hold of that book? So... Australia, you guys have a hard time uh, finding it, yeah. <laughs> at least in, in the hardback form. In Kindle form, it's on Amazon Australia. Um, it's been rocking the top of the nutrition charts there. Yeah, it's still up uh, there. The, yeah, it's still doing really well. I saw Cholesterol Clarity also popped up there pretty high too. I was like, oh, that's cool. Fantastic. Um, but you can get it from anywhere. I know the lowcarbdownunder.com.au also was bringing in more copies mm-hmm. of uh, the hardback copy of Keto Clarity um, if you like audiobooks, I also, um, since I'm a podcaster and people know my voice, I also uh, recorded the audiobook version that you can get from Amazon.com. Very good. And Audible. I'm yep. a big fan of podcasts and audiobooks. You know, when you're driving in the car, you've got a bit of spare time. It's a good way to absorb a bit more information. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll put those links in the show notes as well to Low Carb Down Under and the Amazon link. And cool. Yeah. Jimmy, thank you so much for your time today. It was awesome having you on the show. And thank very, you guys. Very thank thrilled you. to have you on our first episode. Yeah. Woo-hoo! Yeah, it's been it's exciting. I'm sure we'll get the hang of the podcast more as we go. It's a bit daunting when you first start. You know, I, I have done over 900 episodes of the Live in La Vida Low yeah. Carb Show, That's and phenomenal. I was not nearly as confident and 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 brilliant as you guys were here today oh, in your very you. first episode. So I'm very honored to uh to be a part of your history oh, now. Thank, thank you, Jimmy. You so much. I think I've listened, if not two times, I've listened to all your podcasts, at least one. Um, the low <laughs> he carb, has. I can yeah, vouch for that conversations one. Conversations and, and uh, Ask the Low Carb Experts, they're all fantastic. We got to get you guys, uh, both of you guys, on conversation sometime. Wow. So, oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be so Oh, good. yeah. We'll make that happen. Awesome. Well, we look forward to that, Jimmy. And thank you so much for coming on our first podcast. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thank you, guys, and congratulations. Thank you, Jimmy. That's Jimmy Moore, ladies and gentlemen. What a privilege having him on our first ever episode. It was so exciting. It was. Just recapping a couple of those points, we talked about how important it is just to jump in and get started, get that ball rolling. Yep, whatever means you need to, get in there. That's it. Don't stress too much about, is it grass-fed, is it this, is it that? Get it started and then you can tweak it as you go and you get more knowledge as you go. Is that- you do. That's how I did it. I had to keep it simple. Keep it as simple as you can and then as you go, you just want to learn more. That's it. It, it evolves. It, it is a growing organism. That's what it is. <laughs> no, it, it's important. Just get started. Focus on the main things. Low carb from... Our vegetables. That's it. Not, Lots of greeny vegetables. Not processed packaged junk. Yeah. Try and stay away from all those things, especially at the start. And yeah. then 
your taste buds will change. You won't even want them. It's crazy how much your taste buds change and you can actually taste real flavors in foods. Even cauliflower, you know, I'm, I'm finding sweet nowadays. A secret in here. Derek doesn't like vegetables before we started this way or cheese. Yeah. Oh, I would never eat cheese. Now I'm a little bit addicted. Still has to be cooked. But yeah, anyway. Really, really cooked. So low carbs from predominantly vegetables, a little bit of fruit and high fat. We're talking saturated and monounsaturated fats from things like butter Coconut oil. Avocado. Olive oil. Macadamia nuts. Bacon. Oh, yeah, bacon. And a little bit of extra bacon. Just a little bit. Yeah, because it's freaking awesome. And hollandaise sauce. Come on, guys. That's like the bomb. Ah, this is Derek's thing in our low-carb, high-fat. He has some food with his hollandaise sauce. I love my hollandaise sauce. And the other thing we covered on the show today was cholesterol. People worry about cholesterol when they're starting this way of eating. Uh, there's a lot of misinformation out there about that, but Jimmy talked about how eating this way will actually lower your small, dense LDL particles, and they're the only type of cholesterol that's linked to heart disease and other uh, sinister things. And it raises your big fluffy ones. The fluffy LDL. That brings us to the end of the show. It does. Our first ever podcast. Well done. High five. High five. High five. You did really well. Thank you. You did fantastic. I think I did a bit better than you. Well, you know, you got the sex appeal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us so much on the podcast today, guys. We're going to be back in a couple of weeks. We will. In the meantime, we'd love to have some feedback from you. As we said, it's our first podcast, so we want you to let us know what you want to hear, people you'd want us to talk to. Also, we want your stories. That's it. If you've got a real-life story, a success story, you've been following the low-carb island kiss method and you've found some success with it, we'd love to chat with you. Yeah, in regards to weight loss, health, yeah. mental health. Absolutely. Mental health is a big thing that's improved with yeah, this way of eating. I find it fascinating, I suppose, because of my own. Um, I like to have people who reach out to me. They'll have it a lot. Yeah, it's brilliant. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us today so on the Low Carb Island us? podcast. And you can check out more information at lowcarbisland.com. Low Carb Island. You can also find our kiss there, the philosophy that we follow. That's it. And our full story there, because Talene and I, as you know, we've lost a lot of weight on this way of eating and our health has just gone through the roof. So thanks for joining us today, guys, and we will catch you next time. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to the Low Carb Island Podcast with your hosts Derek Smith and Tulane Feeney. For more information on anything in today's show, visit lowcarbisland.com. And until next time, viva la fat.